Hey, hey, hey. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Bolo here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review of... Drag Race España. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Plank. Plank. everyone. Welcome back to the greatest podcast that... That summarizes, that analyzes, that critiques, that, that celebrates, tenderizes, uh, galvanizes. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> tenderizes. Um, look, what we do is we cover RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and right now we're doing Drag Race España. Yes. Now, how we do it is live. Okay, so we watch the show for the first time as soon as it comes out, and we review it on the fly, mm-hmm. and then we send OTF. it out to all of you. OTF. OTF. Yeah, that's what we call it the business. Okay, OTF. Jane. Jane, we can't use that. Jane. <laughs> We've not quite worked out our regular schedule for Ithbania yet. We've yeah. been doing it on different days. We've had a busy week. Things have been happening all over the place. Very busy people. Yeah. Um, but today it's Wednesday. Next week it might be Tuesday. Who knows? Yeah, we're keeping you on your toes. The tricky thing is avoiding spoilers because I do like leaving a little breather between um, Drag Race US and Drag Race Espana. But it's really hard work to avoid spoilers. And I've been less active on Instagram as a result. That's, yeah. Isn't that tragic? I might need to find someone else to take it over, People Tom. People depend on me for the Instagram. Right, because right now it's quite basica. Quite basic. Oh, oh. Yeah. Look at you with your Look at me, pick it up, pick it up, some feet Espanol. That's right, come through. Well, gracias. <laughs> Look, yes. we, sh- we should learn to say something in Spanish, at least. What, like a full sentence? Yeah. We can say words. Have a conversation, at least part of it, part of it. Um... Yeah, I reckon we could do that. Yeah. I reckon we'd do that. That's easy. It's easy. Yeah. We can get straight into it. Let's get straight into the show. We've seen the first little part of it. Now, we've just said goodbye to Marisa Prisa. We did. Now, we, we got a first out vibe from Marisa. Yeah. We? Unfortunately. She was so lovely and so pretty, but she lacked what we call confidence in the business. Mm. Isn't it? That's a term we use in the business, confidence. There was, it was just, it was missing a, it was just missing that, mm. You know, when RuPaul was talking to a metamorphosis, um, it's just missing that. Mm, the, <laughs> mm, the, mm. Do you not remember? I thought you were being pheromone for a minute. No, pheromone would be. <sighs> so just she was just missing that, and she she didn't even straight, <laughs> so she had no excuse. <laughs> she should have been giving us all the flavor. But we said uh, we said bye to Marisa, please. Um, yeah. And the bottom with her was um, Samantha Bellantines, who I'm beginning to love, who I'm, who I'm yes. loving, who's just a ball of energy, a ball of laughter, and it's a queen that I would love to go to a show. Oh, totally. And she's hosting. She'd be a fantastically chaotic, hilarious hostess. Absolutely. Um, I learnt another family connection. Samantha is um, drag mother to the Macarena. Oh. Who was the first out from season one? I don't agree with Macarena leaving so early. I really wish we saw more of the Macarena. I really do. Lip sync against again. Don't do that to me. Well, don't do that to me. It Tom. wasn't against Poopy Poison, but Poopy Poison had the worst dress on the stage. <clears throat> remember, they love Poopy, and I loved. We got to see a lot more of Poopy throughout the rest of the season because she was great value, such a fantastic narrator. But she what, was spared in the first episode. Well, the thing is. 
it's really difficult for queens who are going into a competition who have a reputation, mm-hmm. you know, who are well known. For example, Poopy Poison. Mm-hmm. However, the way that they treat them is hit or miss. For example, Poopy Poison was let, let off the hook mm-hmm. quite a few times in season one. Whereas Samantha Ballantyne's coming into this, I think they looked at her under a telescope. I think, I mean, yeah. they said it in the judging that, look, we know you and we have expectations of you and you didn't match up to our expectations. So it's... Yeah. I find that really difficult and I find that quite unfair. Like, just judge me according to the challenges. I do, yeah. Yeah, according to what I do here, Mm -hmm. not from my reputation that I've built. It was Dovima who sent her home, by the way. Dovima was also great value for the rest of the season. Cracking runways and a constant source of drama. (laughs) She was really enjoyable. Yeah. (laughs) She was great. She was great. But yeah, I hope that they're not like her... quite hard on her for the rest of the season now we find mm. out that, Dr- that apparently you know it's just a little chit chat there's a bit of a kiki kai kai kiki wanna kai kai but none of these queens are my type you can try me one of the clang clang okay um so drake sithlas and onyx and they're saying that there's kind of a love affair going on oh love affair going on but um this makes me think that there must be the same thing going on with season one um of espana where they're all living in a house i got a hint of it last week because the girls said they were already really close one of the mm. girls said that so i thought oh i think they probably are and i think that sounds like a great recipe because the the the, the interactions on drag races uh, drag race Spanish season one and so far on season two i know we're only at the beginning have felt really fun and organic maybe putting people on ice actually isn't the best thing it's interesting isn't it i'm sure there's arguments either way i appreciate there's some research yeah, we should look into that. We should look into that. Yeah, time. yeah, we should look at some no. peer-reviewed journal articles on the subject. Mm, yeah, <laughs> to, to up our credibility yeah, yeah. in the podcasting world for drag yeah, queens. Yeah. Um, did you know that reading is fundamental? I had no idea. I can't actually read. I'm totally illiterate. Yes. Yeah. Um, where do I go with it, Lord, Lord knows where I got where I am today, you know, alleged doctor. Money. Yeah, bribery. So um, it's a, for me, it's a bit early that they're going into the reading is fundamental. Like they've just met. However, mm-hmm. since they live together, they should already have some stuff ready for these girls. Maybe that's maybe that's how they allow it. Maybe because they do already have that uh, that chemistry. Anyone stand out to you? Um, to me, it was Sharon because she she hit back. She she again Sharon from the first moment I saw her. She just seems like a pro. She's. Um, a veteran she's been on the scene for years she knows how to host a room of rowdy drunk homosexuals um and yeah like and drunk white woman who think it's all about (laughs) it's my special day it's my that's what i was thinking it's my special day (laughs) so just drunk women in particular like bridal parties every drag queen i meet say that the bridal parties are their worst nightmare they do say that's become a bit of a trope hasn't Mm. it but i'm sure rowdy homosexual men are just as bad um oh absolutely (laughs) a gay on heat is the worst thing no Oh. Oh, no. Or a gay who thinks that they are a drag queen. Yeah. And they try to take on a drag queen because they are a drag queen as well. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like, it's like, hmm, the word is feminine masculinity, toxicity. 
<laughs> okay, great. This is a new. You know, there's toxic topic. masculinity. Yeah. Well, there's like toxic femininity, <laughs> and toxic femininity is when they try to prove that they are sassier, <laughs> that they are bitchier, and they are that much wittier than the other bitch that they're talking to. Playing into that's what like, it is, and the worst feminine stereotype. That's it. That's it. Right. I'm making it a thing. Okay. I am making it a thing because it is real. We're cancelling. It's one step. It's probably the gay version of a Karen. What would that be? Uh. Keith? No, Keith is already a thing, isn't it? Or Kevin? Tom, Tom I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's be something a bit more fabulous. Yeah, like a, I don't know, Carisha. A Carisha. <laughs> this is going nowhere. We're dropping this now. Yeah, yeah. If you got, let us know if you've got yeah. better names for us. We suck yeah. at this. For a homosexual male, Karen. You're right. Um, I like Sharon because she she hit back. And yeah, it, it makes me think. It makes me think. Oh gosh, she'll be a delight in the snatch game, won't yeah. she? Hotta was having, you know, an Ariel. They were both being struck down by Sharon. These these young, lovely but inexperienced queens just can't match up to her powerhouse. Why? Work. Why? I mean, in the words of Tamisha Man, all these little puppies here, and you want to go for the pit bull? Mm. That, that's, that's, that's like really, yeah. like know who you can go for, hun. Hotter dead to come for Supreme as well. She was and having then, none of it, and then Supreme just. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I just hope you have a career tomorrow." Yeah. Yeah, um, you're in the bottom, by the way. Yeah, by the way, uh, this week, well ahead of the maxi challenge. Don't <laughs> yeah. care what your runway is. Who else did I? Um, I, I think that jury, um, reading Marina was quite interesting. Well, there that was something, a bit of a thing, yeah, they made it? that kind of a thing. There was a lovely read, she said that. Marina was happy when she got negative for a COVID test and we didn't have the heart to tell her it was a personality test. And then Marina did seem to say, maybe it was just for the camera, who knows, but she seemed to take it a little personally. But then there was a bit of back and forth between her and Diamante as well. Yes. And Diamante just like wasn't having her read. It was Marina said, you don't inspire me. Is that it? Okay, because no one here wanted to talk about you so you're the forgettable one and can i just say that you know what reading is shade reading Mm -hmm. is funny but that seemed like that seemed like they have some unspoken beef and she's been waiting a hot minute for her to slip up because you're something in her eyes that was just like oh yeah you know what i've been waiting i've been waiting for you to try come for me and i'm so glad the cameras are here because guess what bitch (laughs) do they all have historical beef then because it's a hotta who called diamante's troop of drag queens the frog queens <laughs> i mean like, i don't and it was estrella who had beef with ariel wasn't it these girls love the drama i i don't know i'm just have you stolen my pad by the way tom can we just focus are you using it as a mat can we just focus That's please my pad. tom um <laughs> yeah but diamante was not having it. and that seemed quite personal i'll tell you who's whose was really personal um Samantha Ballantyne's and for all of her um, veteran status I felt like she was just being mean like she was just like you're a bitch I hate your personality I hate your nose your fashion sucks um, your head's too big um, you can't dance and you're really flat when you sing it was like like, okay 
was just it was really just like it was she was just attacking her and I was like okay. She was she was feisty. She was definitely very feisty. Anybody else who stood out to you apart from Sharon into I thought Jury was actually pretty good. She was funny. She yeah, was Jury was good. I liked her like her like sweet assassin delivery. That's what it was. Soft that delivery, was it. The performance sure. of it, my darling. Venedita von Dash was like Diamante Berry. That was quite funny. <laughs> that was the horse yeah. one, which I thought was quite cute. I like the Estrella um, thing about Hagrid and Voldemort because she kind of read herself and also read Samantha. So it kind of like it was fun and it was light. Harry Potter. Yeah. The boy who lived. <laughs> come to die. <laughs> God, it's like Ray Fiennes is here. Yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> In directors, I'm ready. I'm ready to audition. I've got my headshots. I got it all ready. I'm done. Do you know what was really cute? Australia how adorable she was when she was just taking all the critiques Australia she was like spinning really she was sweetie. laughing she was like so saying this is lovely time. she's such yeah she was such well, a Australia does like you know because I'm friends with all the queens she commented on my Instagram post and I put one up of her and she was really really sweet when two weeks ago when you finally started doing how dare things you on the you know the week I've had Tom there's no excuse I've been trying to avoid spoilers there's just no excuse Tom I can't keep telling people to go to your page. They're like, well, we have been there. There's been no updates for a week. What do you mean? Who do you tell to come to the page? I'm just everyone on the podcast. <laughs> I say, make sure you check out our Instagram and they're checking it out. And they're like, well, what's the point in checking it? If there's going to be no updates. Had a quiet week on Tom, Instagram. Tom, like okay. save it for Oprah. <laughs> I am. I'm not here for it. Okay. Oprah would understand. The winner was the winner was Sharon, which we agree. Rightly so. Um, because of the, she was just witty, she was off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to see you on the Snatch Game. Absolutely want to see you on the Snatch Game. Now, this week's ta- uh, Maxi Challenge is a talent show with special VIP guests. I wonder who they are. Mm, I wonder who, who they knows? are. Who knows? Who mm. knows? Um, we can only guess. Do you want to guess? I mean, it's going to be the season one cast. Well, that's what they did on Holland. Yeah. Holland season two. It's going to be two. the season one cast. Oh, speaking of thinking. Holland season two, um, I believe it's not actually been renewed, Drag Race Holland, which is a shame. It sucks. That's the rumor. That's that I saw that on a Mira Mangle video. Obviously, I don't watch her reviews, but I do watch. She does like compilations and gossipy ones. Mm. Um, and I saw that on there. So I am citing my source. Oh. Which would be a shame because we've that seen. That is unfortunate. Holland's been good. We've really enjoyed Holland. I do understand how people might be a little turned off by the, the weird judging, judging last choices season. of last season. There was the sparing of Vivaldi when she wasn't disqualified. There was the weird elimination of Keita Minaj. There was getting rid of Ivy Elise Monroe when she won that lip sync against the Countess. Yeah, and they literally said, well, the Countess has a better record. Yeah. um, So she's staying, even though you did win the lip sync. It's like, what's the point of having a lip sync? Yeah, what's the point of having a lip sync for your life if that counts for nothing? And why ask the queens what they think should happen to Vivaldi if you're going to ignore that? I mean, yeah, it was funny. Do you reckon they played a big part in not getting renewal? It's it's, it's ended up with poor IMDb ratings, unfortunately. Even though there are so many amazing, talented queens. We do like Fred an awful lot, don't Mm -hmm. we? Absolutely. I I admire Fred a lot. It could be one of those where it has a rest like Drag Race Thailand. Yeah, maybe they'll pick it up. One thing that the reading challenge taught me was that there's a lot of stuff going on in the house. And you know what I would prefer to watch over them on Drag Race? Uh I want cameras in that house. 
so good. It'd be so I want funny. cameras in that house. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on there. Yeah. Like the drama, how they're talking. You know, like a, kind of like a big brother, but it's like big sister. We can already tell that there are girls sleeping with each other, girls falling out with each other, yeah. whatever Marina's doing to everybody, nobody knows. Well, no one read Marina. Did you know? The only person to read Marina was Jury. Well, what's going on there? Is Marina just like... Is she like sticking to herself? Keeping She's to herself just, in the corner. She yeah. does seem like something of a cerebral, introverted person. Do you know what? And I know that drag has evolved and there's lots of types of drags and there's not only one way to do drag. Still, the the person... For what I feel and see of a drag queen, for me... For you? Is a, a host, an entertainer, a confident, witty, bitchy um, entity that is just mm-hmm. fabulous and personalities like marina really surprise me when it, like when mm. it comes to them and drag cuz it's just so far from what i want from a drag queen i'm not saying that it's not valid i'm just saying that's kind of what i see and there's kind of drag queens that i still to, uh, kind of draw towards i think i think we've seen a lot of marina out of drag and she certainly seems like that softly spoken person out of drag we've we've seen her on the runway she does come alive on the runway she absolutely does so uh, you know she might be that person whose drag persona will reveal itself this episode because we have got the talent show yeah so let's see i say well that brings it on to the maxi challenge the maxi challenge this week is the talent show specifically supreme eleganza (laughs) talent extravaganza sounds delicious I mean, you know what? The gays are just so extra. It's a bloody talent show. <laughs> just, uh, it's a talent show. What a surprise. A Spanish drag queen is a bit extra. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent show, everyone. <laughs> no, it's a supreme eleganza deluxe extravaganza. No, I love talent shows. I love, you know what? And talent shows should be done more often, very early on, because... Fashion for me, fashion is sometimes a lot of the times the queens aren't even making it themselves, and it's not really showcase. Show, a lot of the times it's not showcasing their talent; it's them being amused for the talents of other people. And so I love it when we we get the opportunity to see them come on stage and show us what they do. The talent shows have t- really taken off in popularity. We've seen them in many iterations of Drag Race. I mean, Holland season two, they had the first episode was a talent show, We've just had and that was. Amazing US season 14. Yeah. For the first time in Drag Race history in in the main US season. Isn't that the first talent show? They had it also in Down Under. In they the, did. the first second episode, yeah. and then I'm who not was about it? All stars, because it's a standard on all stars. Scarlet Envy was like, "What? What? What is a not Scarlet Envy? Um, Scarlet Adams. Scarlet Adams was like, "What is a talent show? Oh my gosh, bitch! You packed a pole. <laughs> you packed a pole, a whole damn pole. Why are you surprised at the talent show? Do you Stop know, it. Do you know sticks out from, uh, for, in my mind of that performance. Though. Do you remember that funny smug look she had in her face as she walked out onto the runway? It was really, really strange. She had like a really strange, funny, smug look on her face as she walked out. It was really odd. Oh, gosh. I'll anyway. have the rewatch. I'll have the rewatch. Well, I'm really glad there's a talent show. I'm really glad because it really does show us more of who they are mm-hmm. and more of what they do. Because obviously, when it comes to you showing your talent, you're giving us your best. It's an audition. Yeah. It's an audition. You know what question it answers, don't you? No. Why should I care? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. 
Very true, very true. Now, we've got some of the girls throwing around things, what they're going to do. Samantha saying something about art, which brings me back to um, Manila. Manila Luzon, mm-hmm. something like that. We've got Seth Lass, who says she's going to transform herself. Is that what she... Well, she said that she it's a very like Canary Islands type of performance. And she says that she's won a lot of performances like that. And she made reference to... She actually mentioned it last week. She got into trouble um, with some a Christian crucifixion for doing a Virgin Mary, Jesus crucifixion kind of thing. And, you know, I can understand why some people might be offended by that. But, like, just don't go to a drag show then. <laughs> like, don't, don't go to a drag show. Was it at a drag show? It was a... She was in drag doing a performance. It's a drag show. Okay. I don't think she was like doing it at the town hall. Okay. I think yeah. it was part of a carnival in uh, Las Palmas, she said, right? It wasn't like, you know how people busk on the sidewalks yeah. outside the Esther? <laughs> she wasn't just doing it there. <laughs> outside a church. Yeah, outside a church. Yeah, she yeah, she was just being harmful. She, she wasn't being harmful at all. Uh, Australia is saying she's doing something with comedy. Well, Ariel Rick, who's saying that she wants to do a performance through her hit song, Tarantula, I like which kind of talks about mental health because she says that it references mental health. Yeah, the haters and stuff. And Tom I'm, is our resident expert. Well, I don't know about expert. Tom, mental health, talk to me. T- mental health? Yeah. What is it? Why and when? And why should I care? <laughs> um, I, I, I think this is a really nice conversation. I think it's certainly very brave of Ariel and Onyx to talk about their experience with mental health difficulties. Ariel talks about struggling with panic attacks. Onyx talks about a very difficult and dark period in her life when she lost a lot. Sounding, sounds like it came from a relationship breakup. Um, and what, what my main like takeaway from this, what I really, really liked about it, is that they were both like kind of I wish therapy was free for everybody. Um, everybody should have access to it because it's so potentially beneficial. For somebody who embraces the process of therapy, it can be so like validating and so much insight can be gained from it. Um, and I did like as well how they said kind of like, oh, you know, and this can be the case very often, sadly. You might go to a, a GP and this isn't to slag off all GPs because some GPs are great with, in fact, many GPs are great with managing mental health difficulties. Uh, but there can be a bit like, let's throw a pill at the situation. Without... A GP is your physician, by the way. Right, yeah. A American listeners, Family or... doctor, I yeah. think you might call them in, in the US. Um, and yeah, when really, really th- that can be a bit of a, um, what would you call it, like a sticking plaster that just covers a deeper problem, a deeper wound that's never addressed. Yeah. Um, so I really like that as a message. I thought that was wonderful. I guess kind of like, you know, in, in the UK, nothing's perfect. The NHS is far from perfect and waiting lists are far far from perfect. They're, they're quite long at times. But, you know, if somebody does have a mental health difficulty and they'd like to to try some therapy, there are options available through your GP. And if if they can't help, they should refer you on to secondary mental health services where there's a wider range of, of psychological therapies available. Is therapy not free? Yes, it's free in the UK. It's okay. through the NHS. Okay. Obviously, people can go private if they wish. And it, then is that not free? That's when there's... No, it's private. That's so when it starts to rent up the money. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, I love that conversation. I thought it was very brave of both of them. Mm. Um, without further ado, can we... Adieu? Yeah. Adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. So long, farewell. I'd like to stay and taste my fresh champagne. Yes? No. 
you not? I do know this. Okay. I don't know okay. every word of the song. L- l- let's look and see if we can um, finally have a look at the talent that is the queens of Drag Race Ithbanya season two. Talent? Talent? You don't think I have talent? The only talent you have is spending credit cards. Whose credit card? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we get to the talent show, I do want to say that it was so beautiful seeing the it Drag was. Race Season 1 queens walk the runway. Each girl who came out, I was like, oh, I loved you. Yes. You were fantastic. But such a like wonderful cast of like, diverse talents and personalities and it just lovely. Took me, it just took me right back. It did. To about a year ago, actually. Who, to you, had the best outfit? Um... I mean, the best outfit was Camifrella, and it always is. Okay, mine was Drag Volcano. I mean, amazing as well. Okay, Drag Volcano too. But no, I, no, 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 not the Drag Volcano too. I did really like um, um, uh, Davina Nermi's Creole Deville reference. I, I mean, all the looks are great, but the one that made me go, "Oh my god," was Drag Volcano. Drag Volcano is always a feast for the eyes. Bloody hell, that was just oh my. But, Carmen just stepped out and I was like, that's right. That's why you were. Yeah, when she walked yeah. out, I'm like, yeah, you are it's the queen. You're a bronze you, goddess. Yeah, you yeah. are our queen. And she walked out like, yeah, yeah, I own this. Sagittarius looked cool as well. Um, Killer Queen had a Pokeball. But I, 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 if she was supposed to be a Pokemon, I don't know which one she was. Maybe she is a Pokemon master. She's there to catch someone. Oh, because she could be like an ice type gym leader or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with it. Okay. Now, the first queen is... Drag Sith last, and this was just phenomenal. What an opener. She was a car. Well, any Transformers reference, I'm here for it. She the bitch like was a car. like a little blue bumblebee. She car, she transformed into a performer. And Gina, take notes. And Gina well, came in Bob on a car. Bob the Drag Queen, take notes, because that's what Bob the Drag Queen's oh. roller girl look was supposed to be like. Was it? Well, it was, was, it was it made ever, of cardboard. Was it ever? But Bob the Drag Queen could never. I mean, Bob the G is a queen and everything but that. Do you know what Bob will never let you forget? She still won that week. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be like, <laughs> not only, she didn't, she didn't just win that week. She won that, she won that season. Oh, absolutely. Rainy Queen. This girl just came out as a car. She came out as a car. She she she's got those classic Canary Island boots that Drag Volcano wears as well. The fact that she could do all of this in those that, boots and not yeah. break an ankle, yeah. And she redefined. Is she going to jump from there? I mean, this queen was. I loved it. The cars, the transform, the costume change. Was it two or three? The choreography. How did she get the backup dancers? Like, were they like, you got a talent show tomorrow? Here are some dancers because I dance. I could have picked up that choreography in, in about a half an hour. But I th- if I th- that, maybe more, maybe less. I think all the stuff in the workroom about I don't know what I'm going to do was was misdirect. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think you can actually legitimately put on a talent show that's not being planned. The dry ice, the lighting, the staging, the everything in here the production this was beautiful i think she really gave us a taste of what canary islands drag is all about yeah that's what i love it felt like it was very her very of of her island of origin it was very you know it felt like really on brand really cool fantastic energy the queens were living great good job i know that other queens have jumped off things and then the splits but that does not take away the power of her doing it right here right now she only just she just jumped into a side split um and then she made it a full box split Mm -hmm. and again she's in those damn platforms they're 12 inches or more like, how was she, not only is she dancing in this, she's like, oh, wow. This was, 
Brava. Was, what a great Brava. Well Brava. done, Brava. Next up, we got Hota Get a Hotel. <laughs> this was really fun. This, I was entertained. There it is. Yeah. Well, this was very entertaining. Yeah. It was very entertaining. Like, she um she started off playing the. What was that? I mean, it the, was like it was, a keyboard with like a Liberace esque moment on the keyboard, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And then she gave us what was. A really fun, like, live rap. Yeah. Would you call it a rap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she went through the judges left out and a locking, though. Look, I'm entertained. I don't know what I watched, but I'm entertained. And anybody who plays a guitar, I'm here for it. I, You know how she, she played piano, then she read, and then played piano again. I would have liked to see it integrated in some way because mm. it would have been a bit more smoother. Yeah. But um, I, I, I mean, again, the staging was beautiful. I love how much control and um, creative control these queens have of the yeah. staging because it was lovely. The, the candles mm-hmm. and the dry ice and the costuming and the piano, it was quite gothic. Well, very Liberace, I thought, as well. Yes, very Liberace what i was thinking as well um and yeah she kind of like yeah i do i appreciate that she she seems to be live and that was fab i think she was live yeah yeah i mean she had the little strap on microphone and you could hear her breathing and stuff i love how much the judges and the girls are supporting and giving yeah. energy to these queens it's good and it? sometimes it's so different from when you watch the american seasons where like the judges are just, are just quite intimidating mm-hmm. and they're just there and they're not giving you anything and as a performer i can tell you this you i mean i've always been told not to rely on the energy of the crowd because mm-hmm. the crowd always changes so you can't rely on them the only constant is yourself so you have to give it no matter what yeah but I, I i will tell you that i will always go there and give it no matter what but it does help it does when help. there are people screaming and, and giving you the finger like yes, yes it helps and you want that from your sisters don't you yeah you want that exactly this was um a, a quirky yes it was, was a quirky performance it was i was entertained i don't know what it was but um, yeah, I love her personal yeah. style as well. Like, no queen wears more ruffles than she does. Okay, okay, and that's it. Yeah, okay, that's your ruffles now. for the win. That's your analysis. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Thank you for this. Ariel Rick is next, and she's doing her own song, Tarantula. She is indeed. Um, first of all, the song for me, I liked it. I liked the actual song. Yeah, like, it was a good tarantula. song. Tarantula. Yeah. It's very catchy. I, I, I thought like that was the good. Chorus, yes. Tarantula. I, she looked sexy. Yeah. She, she looked bloody sexy. She looked amazing. Red hair is definitely her thing. We've established that by now. We mentioned it last week. And going for a kind of like almost a biker chick yeah. of new wave rocker kind of yeah. thing is definitely her thing as well. She looked fantastic with those pale contacts as well. Do you know what I thought was super cute? What? Killer Queen mouthing along all the way. Wasn't she a stage mum? Yeah, yeah, Wasn't yeah. she a stage yeah. You know, like on... Um, on, on the Mean Girls when they're doing the yeah. um, <laughs> what a bright time is the right she time she might as well have got dun, up into dun, the, dun, the dun, and got the camera yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah that's what I was thinking yeah um, I wish there was a part where they had like these strings these kind of like material attached to her like mm-hmm. eight eight like she's a tarantula and I just wish that they used that more yeah it was a really good idea that maybe could have gone to an extra place yeah but I did appreciate like this sense of you know she was restricted and she was trying to break away and then she broke away because the mm. theme was mental health wasn't it, was, it so there's like an empowerment theme in there it's, it was beautiful um 
I don't know why there wasn't more of a reaction because I actually feel like it was a pretty good performance. I thought it was really good. I mean, we always say when a girl lip syncs to her own song, like we'd love to hear their live vocals, especially for their own song. Well, she hit a mic. I don't think they were live though. That's the thing. I don't know if these the these mics are props. I don't. I want to know who's live and who isn't. I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna go girl by girl. When I when I think it's live, it's live. Hotta, I could okay. hear her breathing, and she was like, you know, she sounded. There were one or two little stumbles and things that made me think that she was live. I okay, I, I agree. I don't think that Ariel Rex was live. Um, I wish it was because it's your own song, it's your own music. You should want to perform it live when you can. She did give a, a lively performance though that was really fun, and there was like, you know, you could see all the symbolism, meaning, and yeah, stuff in there. It was it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. It would have been a different vibe if people were screaming for her and giving her life. But I guess you have to inspire people to do that. And maybe they weren't inspired by the performance, but I I did think it was nice. Next up, we have Jurichi. Jurichi. Yes. Doing opera. And burlesque and a little bit of tango and a bit of Carmen. What a gag. Lovely. What a gag. (laughs) Have we ever seen this on Drag Race before? She has the range. She has the range. Oh, she has the now, range. Judici was. Do live. you know what she has? The range. The range. Yeah. The range. And like Tina, darling. Tina I, doesn't have the range. Yeah, but she does. I, I believe that this was live. Yeah, because she was beautiful, but there were those little quivers and stuff that just told me this isn't a recording. Yeah, I'm not here to talk t- opera technique. I am not no. here to, to talk opera technique. I'm here to talk about a drag queen who sung opera mm-hmm. on a talent show. On Drag Race. That range was amazing as well. She was up there the entire time. Um, I, I thought this was so lovely and compelling. I was really on board. She looked beautiful as well. I love her in blonde hair. Oh, she's stunning. And also she set the scene so well. I felt like she was in a, a boudoir mm-hmm. with that couch and that back wall and the fan going on and the production and the staging and the men mm-hmm. and the outfit. And the oh, it was, it was pure sex. It was beauty. It was class. It was bourgeois. Like, I love it because, like, we felt like she had a burlesque vibe when she walked in. But she's that, like, combined with, like, this operatic sensibility. This is so, so cool. Again, opera. Opera. The bitch that, hey, I want to do a talent show on Drake. What do you want to do? Opera. She thought (laughs) opera. Have we ever seen anybody even attempt opera before? We um heard, we heard Sharon do it on the runway last week as she came down. Um, I'm I think, think if on Holland or anything, I've yeah. heard Davina De Campo do opera, but she didn't do it on yeah, the show. A chance she would have done though. Yeah, she, she didn't yeah. do it on the show. Um, I've seen a, a clip of Monet Exchange doing opera, but he was um Baltissimo. He was he was a bass. People uh, hating undercover. Oh, was it that? No, you could tell she's a bass because that was way <laughs> too high for her. She's actually a really good bass opera singer. <laughs> I, I, is, I saw yeah. her, but um. People hating on the cover. <laughs> when they try to pull you under. Just turn away. Just turn it <laughs> you have to you have to watch the All Stars production of the talent show on yeah. Exchange. You will understand exactly what we are talking about. But let's go back to here. Let's go back to Chirichi. She did opera. She did it well to my non-opera ears. You know what? Someone so good. Someone can get technical if they want to, but mm-hmm. let's just strip that crap away and just say she is so brave yes. to have yeah, done yeah. 
opera, which is so much technique. You can't just fake opera. No, you, you have can't. to have some sort of training, yeah. and, and you know you have to have it. I loved this, and it was—I mean, opera and drag show. It was great. This is exciting, compelling, fantastic job, Judici. Amazing. Next up, we have Samantha Ballantyne doing an art, a live during an art. art. Isn't it? She's doing an art. Um, talk to me. <laughs> I mean, this is more of a comedy performance than anything, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a little bit of a fake out and a misdirect. And we thought, oh, we're going to get something Manila Luzon-esque. Um, but it was more of a comedic performance. There was the glue sniffing. There was the re- reveal of the pee-pee. There was a pee-pee in there. Um, threw in the glitter up on it. it was a fun touch. Um, and then the banana, which only just missed her mouth at the yeah. end. But she made it work. It was art. She should have shown us the canvas before beginning is the only thing I was thinking. Um, how do you know that it wasn't already drawn? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. And that's was, why it's more comedy than art to me. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely great comedy. It was, the comedy was watching her reactions mm-hmm. and watching her paint, you know, the whole like sniffing the paint and getting high. Yeah. It was, it was pure, it was pure silly fun campiness. I mean, Manila did a great job at this. She did such a good job in the talent show because she drew it in front of you and you had no idea what it was yeah. until she switched it upside down and it was like, gag and then she had a dress reveal i mean she is the one yeah yeah, yeah. um but it's a penis with the glitter that was drawn here we had the rook reveal we had the hat we had the banana i mean this was just a silly fun event and you expect that from samantha i would say it was just drag silliness it was a nice fun camp to laugh and just be like (laughs) 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 it was (laughs) oh this is silly this is a camp silly not taking yeah not taking it too seriously not taking it seriously so i appreciate it for that Venedita Von Dash is a burlesque uh, striptease. Yeah, kind of like flamenco burlesque striptease. Fun. There was she a... started off as a Russian doll. Kind of, but I, I think I think she was referencing sp- Spanish heritage there. Okay, like 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 a kind <laughs> yeah. of like most likely yeah, an older Spanish, Spanish woman maybe you're right. kind of thing, maybe or like a modest right. Spanish woman. And then she revealed herself to be quite the um, quite the saucy lady. Quite the whore. <gasps> We don't use that chauvinistic language. Um, the talent show was reveals. It was lovely. It was sexy. It was nudity. It was Carmen Ferreira because apparently she is nudity. Carmen Ferreira. Season three. Carmen Carrera. Carmen Carrera. So I'm, I'm thinking Ferreira Cher. You, you think also <laughs> you're combining Carmen Ferrara with Carmen? Okay, Carrera. okay. I'm human. Um, yeah, it was it was it was cute. She had the dancers. Mm-hmm. She had a lovely. The clothes are gorgeous. The reveals were, were gorgeous. It was nice. Great reveals. Um, she was like fun and high energy. It was really enjoyable. It was. She was entertaining to to keep you there. Yeah. It's. Um, I think the question is is, is that as strong of a talent to be placed next to these other queens it's been taking a re- off really clothes. strong showing so far hasn't it um so i'm kind of like already thinking of like a vague hierarchy in my head but i still i was i thought she was great and i was entertained i think it's a really strong talent show so far yeah that would rate quite highly in a lot of talent shows it's very good it is very good um it was a striptease. About- She's got a perfect body. She had lovely yeah. costumes. I mean, it was. I mean, yeah. Let's let's just call it for what it is. It was better than Jenny Jacques. 
Well, yeah, that was not that difficult, and Janie knows that. But if we compare it to the other most recent burlesque performance, it was actually Bosco in season 14. And I do think Venedita performed with more confidence and energy. Than and more flavour, more yeah, spice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was good. So great job, Venedita. Next up, we have Onyx. We have Onyx doing what I'd probably describe as a piece of performance art. <laughs> right? Yeah. So she emerged- An elaborate runway. Yes. She, it reminded me actually of that episode of Dracula from season two, where the whole theme was alien births. They were yeah. all alien mummies. Um, so she came out of that egg looking like a big, big bad Beetleborg. Remember them? Mm-hmm. Um, and then stripped off her armor, and she was. I think she was lip syncing. I don't think this was live, was it? No. It was but I mean, the girl was giving birth, so come on, let's cut her some slack. Um, and then there was this whole like delivery sequence, and she had a baby, a little blue baby. And to me, she looked like a cross between sort of Avatar and the opera lady from The Fifth Element. For me, it wasn't a talent show kind of thing. This would have been a beautiful runway. Because I really felt like this could have been a lovely runway. If their category was Alien and she came... She, if this was a runway, she had an egg and she came out of the egg, that would make headlines as an amazing runway. Mm. Um, as a performance, as a talent show, it's I, I, I don't feel like it is. Um, it's the kind of thing that would be fantastic at the club. So fantastic at the club. Yeah, because this it's be gaggy, Because this it is a talent like, show. So it feels like a piece of performance art. And I, this is what she does, though, I think. So I think she's at least being on True brand. to herself? Yeah. Okay. And, and this is this is kind of like her style of performance that's kind of like confrontational, transgressive, and sci-fi themed. All right. Yeah? Yeah. For me, it, just, it doesn't compare to what I've seen so far. I, do I love see- it. I love it and appreciate it. Yeah. But, you know, let's talk about strength. I do see where you're coming from. But I guess, again, in my head, I think in like even in other seasons, this would actually rank quite highly. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think this is just a very strong showing. Onyx, we love you. Mm. We love you, Onyx. Next up, we have Marina. This is the same Marina that we're talking about. The introvert that sits in the corner of the house and no one wants to read because she's a loner and, and she's just very subdued and serious. And the, well, they're going to the remember her now. Confrontational. This was not the same person. Well, she was it's... amazing. The dancing was amazing. The, <laughs> oh so my, the partner work was great. The turns, the legs, the lines. It's I mean, really, there's one really point good. where she did like a back bend and the, the, the back leg should have been straight. But I can forgive her for that. Because... You didn't at the time. You said you exclaimed straight in that effing leg. <laughs> you straight in that bloody leg. <laughs> I know. Well, I forgive it now. Okay. Good, the dancing was, was beautiful. The partner work was yeah. beautiful. And you know what? The confidence. Yes. She walked out. And even though there were like five men on that stage, she was in control. She commanded that She stage. commanded those men. Mm. She took ownership. She was a strong dancer. And then she did the sexy um, singing and performance. And the camera angles were dynamic. Ooh, and that, it was that just... Interns back. The intern, the intern has been. Yeah, he's brought, he's not an intern no more. Maybe he's got. The, maybe he's got the job. <laughs> he, he's the, he's the chief. The <laughs> yeah. chief filmographer, chief camera work guy. This was surprising and very entertaining. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Super duper impressive. I think it comes back to what we were saying earlier. Some people just come alive on stage. Yeah, and that's what's happened. Um, I thought she was really fab. What style would you call this? Was there a bit of cha cha, bit of tango? Um. Come on, Paula, you're um, our dance expert. I'm just going to go with partner work. Samba. Salsa. 
salsa. I thought this was really, really fab. Well done, Marina. It was Marina. beautiful. It was good. Marina Diamond. And the vocals, I mean, the vocals are spoken. Um, they weren't not live, the strongest vocalist, but does it matter? It was such a great performance. She was such a strong performer mm. and she owned that stage and those men. Great job, Marina. Clap, clap. Mm. Uh, Australia. Now, this was calm. This was, this super was fun. pure calm. Unadulterated. Pure silly fun. Again, she's bringing that John Waters energy. Even she kept on, I'm sure she was deliberately referencing Divine with the lyrics. Remember last week, I kept saying she's Edie Massey, she's divine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, actually, I noticed when I scrolled back a little bit on her Instagram, she dressed up as divine in the Pink Flamingos dress just like a, a few weeks it ago. It was just, I mean, the word is camp, pure camp, camp. pure camp, silly entertainment so that I would love to see if I went to a drag oh, yeah. show. Not in the front the, row, though, because you get sprayed with no, sauce. Well, yeah, well, there was the reveal, there was the tassels, there was the hot sauce. Um, the dancers were great. They, they did this great thing where they were surrounding here and doing leaps around here which i thought was visually mm-hmm. beautiful the big burger there was mm-hmm. one line that she said that i was like i you are my soul sister yes. she said i can gain weight eating rice ah <laughs> uh, hello <laughs> dude how easy it is for me to put on weight she was singing the anthem of all us fatties and i loved it and i lived for it and she embraced all of us the, the look was very moschino i thought because they did a mcdonald's themed like fast food right yes you've you have done a um a post on that yeah but also yeah, not recently though you've been inactive but it was a while ago when Katy Perry at the Met Gala dressed as a burger, yeah. that was Moschino as well as Jeremy Scott. Oh, so it was good. Yeah, yeah. It was cute. We like it. Was it. Really, really good. It like, was fun. It was cute. It was burlesque. silly. It was drag. A lot of burlesque this episode, but different styles. It was good. Sharon. Sharon. What the hell? <laughs> that was amazing she showed amazing vocal dexterity and she has a beautiful voice vocal technique yeah she not only was she the beautiful like soprano singer singing the summertime she was also the luther vandross she was also louis armstrong louis armstrong very like she sung two different textures, like opposite, two opposites, yeah. two opposites, and that is bloody impressive. She's singing this live. Yeah. So we just learned. We just learned because I spotted something in the corner of the screen that says "voz and director," and that means live voice. Flip my life. So I wish we um. Soprano and Husky Jazz. We probably don't have time to do that, but I'd love to go back now and check who it was Voth and Directo. That I, was very impressive. Like, it wasn't just that technically her singing was great. I, I thought that was amazing. I thought the, the, the vocal technique in her performance was great. And both um, ends, the the jazz, mm. the blues, and then the, the it, was, it was jazz. I think they were both jazz styles, but one was more jazzy blues and the other one was like a, you know, like when you go to like a, a club and you mm-hmm. see a lady just singing that with someone on the piano and the light in the back lighting and it's, oh, wow, that was beautiful. That was, this is talent. It really is. Can I just ask a question? Yeah. Like, do you, I'm literally just something that popped into my head. Do you think that any viewers out there might be slightly offended at her using a puppet of a, a black character when she's a white person, I presume? Um, I 
can't speak for that. I'm not a black person. Yeah. Just a question that popped into my head, that's all. Yeah. But I, I guess we're so sensitive these days. Yeah. Um, but the voice. The voice and the talent were fantastic. The voice, I think the voice was like, Louis, I think she was going for Louis Armstrong. Yeah, and that that's why the puppet came the, the yeah. puppet was supposed to portray a Louis Armstrong yeah I think I think that's what it was more of yeah I, I certainly don't think she would set out to cause any kind of offence yeah I was wondering how it could be interpreted at yeah. times that's all that's all I I don't do I never in a million years do I think that she set out to cause any I'm just so offense. pure that I don't see things like that Tom no you don't see colour <laughs> <laughs> stop it I love the performance it was grand probably yeah. the winner Probably the winner. Really? The winner for yeah. you? Well, let's wait till we see everyone and then we'll have a quick We've got check. one more, haven't we? Yes, Diamante <laughs> Miriam. <laughs> that, was, that was a pop star performance from a queen who was comfortable on stage. Yes. It was a mixture of Cardi B, Nicki Minaj flavor. It was the movement of like yeah. when like TLC were young and yeah, they were like dancing yeah. on stage. You had a bit of you had a T-Buzz. bit of every yes, you had yeah. a bit of all of that. Mm. It was it was fun it was great the dancing good the confidence amazing she, i thought she was good she i mean she not only did she jump off the stage and in that area between the judges and the stage i thought she was gonna walk and dance along I thought she was gonna do she's gonna walk along and i, I was I like oh she is confident i bet she asked but was said no no you'll knock over supreme's notes no. yeah and then she jumped off and did a little split she jumped into a death drop this is a lot of fun. Like, it's just one of those where sure, she lip synced because we did not see the special sign. Yes. But it felt more like a dance performance anyway. So the lip syncing felt fine to me. I know that's a bit inconsistent of me, but yeah. it's very case by case. Sometimes it's a bit like, I think you could have been live here. And sometimes it feels like more of a dance performance. And that's what I got here. Some so of I the, ve- I was very happy with I what mean, she the final costuming I thought wasn't the best. And then it was a very meaty tuck. I don't think there was a Incredibly tuck. Meat. Um, Maybe she's so got a lot to tuck. Little, if, if Michelle Visage was here, she would be like, it's the, it's the little details that would make you, would amplify you as a visual but performer. Maybe, maybe for me, kind of like, on Drag Race Espana, maybe like on UK at times and maybe some other franchises. Maybe we don't look for like super duper 100% polish yeah. if you can put on a show. And, and she put that. on a yeah, mother tucking yeah. show. This was dynamic. So this good. was a, a firecracker of a performance. It was so good. Charismatic, great stage presence. I told you when she walked in, I said, this girl's a mover. It was. She was great. Mm. She was great. Tom, that was the last performance. It was. Um, what show it's been? Give me two seconds. Hold on. So I've gone through, and can you tell me who mm-hmm. was live? Who were the live performances of today? I was saying before, I really wish they let us know who sings live for all of the franchises. Totally. And I'm so glad this totally. is the first time. Uh, Drag España season two the first time that they've actually told us who's singing live and who wasn't. Drag Race España, breaking boundaries yes. once again. Who, so who were the live performers? It's basically who we thought it was. So uh, Jota, yep. Jota was live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurichi. Mm-hmm. And um, Sharon, those those are our three live girls, and you could tell, you could tell, um, not. I just think you can always hear the vocal processing in non-live vocals, but I've got an exquisite ear, so it's that. The 
top. I mean, this was such a strong talent show. Very, very good. This was a. I don't think anyone bombed. Nobody bombed. Nobody bombed. Everybody was fab. Everyone was great, and there was such a variety of performances. We had opera. We had jazz. We had different vocal manipulations of sounds. Mm-hmm. We had a a egg costume alienist. <laughs> we had a transformer. Wow. We had, we had a whole like dance show. We had burlesque striptease. We had salsa with movements of singing. We had an art. I mean, this was a variety you know show. I want? I want a Saturday morning cartoon where um seth lass's transformer goes on adventures with onyx's alien pregnant lady and the baby okay yeah okay well fanfic who what was your favorite performance of the night um something about top Ju- three top three okay something about judy cheese was very very special to me mm-hmm. just really stands out in my mind seth lass was just a showstopper a show starter but she was a showstopper um to do so hard to pick a third because there were so many strong girls. Sharon was just amazingly talented. I loved Estrella's. It really made me laugh. Um, go on then. That's my top four. <laughs> For me, definitely Sharon's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Lass. First of all, she opened the show. Mm-hmm. So you have to give her a performance. And I just felt like I was at a carnival. Yeah. So she has to be, she has to be up there. Marina. She was fab too. Her dancing was Marina. fabulous. And the, it was just such a transformation. Hotas from, was super fun as well. From the person that I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a person, sorry, for the person I know. This was like, I was like, who the hell is this? I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Um, and Judy Jury was just. Yeah. It was just so, it was so, those are the ones that are up there. And, and also like, I think Diamante. She was fab. Diamante really was, was just like a, like a pop star. There we go. We've got a top seven. Yeah, Um, and I don't want to place anyone on the bottom for this. I want to judge on the runway because this was actually a really good talent show, and I want to keep praising them for that. So we've got to look at the runway, and then we'll decide. We're back, and the runway category is Day of the Beast. Who are we starting off with? We're starting off with Hota, and so um, Hota's given us kind of like intergalactic alien executive this this to me actually is very like late 80s mugler um there were a lot of sci-fi kind of like robotic themes evident there and she also kind of looks like a kind of like anime villainess doesn't she or like a power rangers villainess don't you think i think it's great i love the colors i love the creativity even the heels the 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 scissor fingers the the wig very different to what she's done before it's very good i love it yeah stunning uh, now, Jurichi looks beautiful, I think. So she's giving us kind of like Poison Ivy, which I do see with like the hair buns and stuff. But if she were like more rose than Ivy, don't you think? Um, and she's telling like this great story about like the pain of love. There's this like mythological creature that's like a rose creature called, and I never know how to pronounce it, Alron, I think. So she's giving me that vibe as well. But this is really, really cool. And her performance and her movement is lovely as well. Absolutely agree. She sells it with the movement. Mm. I mean, it's performance art at its finest. It's a great look, and I love the makeup and the face and the prosthetics. Yeah. yeah. So Ariel Rat comes out. <laughs> She's giving us kind of like demonic possessed Easter Bunny. Is the oh, vibe. okay. Um, but she's kind of like skinned herself. Um, oh, that's dark. Yeah. But like, <laughs> she's giving me like myxomatosis vibes. You know, that horrible illness that affects rabbits. 
Oh, maybe that's what she's trying to do. <laughs> maybe. I don't think it turns them a blue, A skinless though. entity with blue blood. Yeah. She's kind of like a, a were bunny. Or like she's like those those teddies you had in the 80s, those were bears that you turned inside out and it went from a cute teddy to a like a fierce teddy. A killer, killer ra- rabbit with rabies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Samantha Ballantyne's is... So she's giving us this uh, plastic surgery storyline, but it's gone a little bit wrong because unfortunately her face is peeled off. Um, now, unfortunately for Samantha, this isn't the first face peel we've seen this season because it happened last episode. Remember, uh, Seth last did it, didn't she? Oh, yes. Um, but she's telling a really funny story. I like the slipper with the high heel and like the kind of uh, boozy kind of schlumpy around performance that she's giving. Um, it's fun. It's fun. She's telling a story, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the, the makeup, she's always campy on stage. Yeah, the makeup and prosthetics are quite good, I think. Um, now, Venedita is giving us high fashion um, mummy. So, like, it, that puts me in mind of that, uh, was it 2004 Couture Dior, John Galliano for Dior, where it's Egyptian themed. And there was, um, was it Aaron O'Connor who was wearing a, like, a gorgeous mummy-esque gown? So it's kind of giving me that vibe. Is it that's quite reminiscent Sharon of Needles. Sharon Needles? Yeah. yeah, it is, definitely. And, you know, there's there's the horror themes in there. It's, it's like, you know, she's like a kind of femme version of a, of a mummy in a horror movie. The Mummy, for example. Um, but this is cool. I do enjoy what she's doing. Again, very fun She's selling the outfit more yeah. with her performance in the actual outfit. Yeah. This is wow. amazing. Wow, on next... So, this queen came to slay the runway. I'm sorry, but how did she pack this? <laughs> this is amazing. I don't even know what it's made out of. There's all these plastic panels. But she's this intergalactic insect creature. I'll tell you what she reminds me of. Did you ever see Starship Troopers? Nope. Well, it was this like uh, sci-fi uh, kind of parody from the... from Was it late no, uh, late 90s or early noughties? Um, but she looks like one of the aliens from that, like, you know, giant bug, very fierce. I don't want to get stung by her. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's like Ben De La Creme's Fly 2.0. On anabolic steroids. Exactly. Yeah. And come back on For All Stars. Ben this De La Creme's is... Fly mated with um, Jane K's um, Queen Bee, Bee. But the baby was actually quite a, well, it was a giant monster. It wasn't a baby. I mean, this is a great look. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say through oh, all this, this crap? This is fantastic. This is a this great is next look. next level. Onyx is amazing. Her runways are here. I love that look. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Marina. So she's telling quite a macabre story now, Marina. So on the back, she's got this kind of like dead, burnt man storyline. And from the front, she's a very chic, Prisian lady. Or she gives me Rulalenska vibes, actually, dressed in Chanel. But the whole storyline is that, you know, she's heard news of her dead lover, but it turns out towards the end as she um, gently lights this cigarette that perhaps she was the murderess. Oh. Who is the real monster here, I think, is the whole thing. Okay. Um, so it's it's a it's a piece of performance art. I'm loving it. It's a show. It's a show. The talent show is not over. She's like, I got what oh, you want no. talent. I'll give you more talent. Yes. So Seth Lass comes out. Um, so this is giving me kind of it. She's it's basically kind of like um, Anna Karenina crossed with Red Riding Hood. You know, Granny's been eaten by the wolf, hasn't she? But I think the story is, yeah, she's not really been eaten by the wolf. She's wearing the wolf. She defeated the wolf. 
So she's oh, the powerful beast here. Yes. A lot of the times people do that when they kill the the, mm. the lion or the tiger, they they skin it and they wear it as a as a, as a symbol of power. Who does that? It's a there's many uh, tribes that do that. Okay. Tom. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Just astounded by your expertise. Who? That's all. Who? <laughs> I mean, um, this is really fun. It's a little bit um, Elsa as well, isn't it? The kind of like snow, snow princess kind of vibe. Oh, wow, Sharon. So Sharon is kind of like Raggedy Annie. Yeah, but, why does it scare me so much? But Raggedy Annie is upset and um, Raggedy Annie is actually a demon. <gasps> oh, wow. It's very, very arresting and frightening, isn't it? It's we're giving you real time reactions because we're watching it as they're coming down, and now she's stabbing herself in the heart. With the, okay, this is this is dark. You know, we've seen dark. This is great. You, these girls times. aren't just walking the runway; they're, they're performing a whole the yeah. runway. This is this is a the, you know what good they're like. Dolly. They got so much talent to give. They're like, no, I got more. I, I ain't it ain't done. I'm not tired. I've no. got more to give. We got Estrella. So Estrella, this is really fun. Now Estrella. Out and out says that divine and female trouble is an inspiration here. So she said it. There's also like a, quite a lot of Hellraiser here, if you ask me, um, with the kind of the bondage S&M element and the pieces of shattered glass are very like pinhead from Hellraiser. Do you know? Do you know her? I, I don't know. Okay. okay, she doesn't know her. But yeah, it's kind of like Divine meets Pinhead to create this kind of like hideous evil queen character. She's great. Beast! Diamante Mary Brown is... Now, this is like the most advanced thing that Diamante has worn easily so far. You know, this is a departure from her leotards. This is real elevation. So she's, she's giving us... Um, I think she's like a Spanish folklore character oh. who like eats children. Oh, I would need to hear that story. Yeah, so she's kind of like there's all this padding and this burlap sacking. This is this Hessian is really sacking. good for Diamante. It's really different, isn't it? Like really unsettling to look at with all the strange padding and stuff, yes. and like the muddied colours. So like really, really good, Diamante. Like this, is, this has just been good all round. What an episode! What, what an episode. a bloody episode. I think the caliber on the runway was just like super duper high as well. Like This runway mix of this maxi challenge, I do not envy the judges. This is really, really hard. This is really hard. It's not hard choosing a winner, but it's hard putting someone in the bottom because they were all so good. Do you, you said before, we don't really want to speculate about the bottoms because we felt it's been such a good strong episode haven't mm, we yeah so should we just leave it there we've already said who i i don't think my mind has been changed because i still think that kind of the performance and the talent show is the most important element i do want to give props to onyx onyx yeah because her performance didn't necessarily stand out but this is one of the best runways we've ever seen on the show and it's also the best that i've seen diamante yeah and I it's, and yeah i mean she deserves props it's for that. great all around but onyx's runway was fabulous the performances today was great if you did ask me to choose the least the strongest from the performance which i will tell you because <laughs> i'm i feel like i need to it would be um Tarantula. Ariel, yeah. What well, would it change if she sung it live? It's your own song. Mm. I'm sorry. It's your song. You know it. You know the beats. You should want to perform it live. And, what- and I feel like that could have changed it up a bit. And um, 
And I think what we're saying there really is and that... I would have put Onyx up next to her in the bottom. If there's a case of a runway saving But girl, this though. runway should save her. The other one who kind of springs to mind for me, maybe, even though I was really entertained by her, was Samantha. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it just seemed a little bit less complex. But all we're saying here is there are a couple of girls who didn't shine quite as bright. No, Venedita. Sorry. I'd probably put a Venedita. Really? With her burlesque performance? Yeah, it was stripping clothes. Sure. No, I just but, don't think that it's much that okay. much of a um, a harder time. I, I, I mean, I put them there together, but I just want to say this again. I don't think there were any bottoms this completely. week. There were no bottom performances. All the performances were great, but I feel like we have to play someone there, Tom. We're just copping out. We can't. You're cop right. Out. We're right. We can't be those people. Yeah, that's it. Moving on. Yeah. Congratulations to Sharon. Congratulations, well Sharon. Yeah. Absolutely and, well deserved. And Diamante got lots of praise there as well. Well and, deserved as well. And um, absolutely needed it. Oh, Seth Lass as well, of course. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. I mean, there, there were three among some amazing performances this evening. So our three bottom girls were Onyx, uh, Samantha, and Ariel Rack. And Onyx was spared, I think, on the strength of her runway. Yeah. Let's yeah. be real. That and also runway she won last week. rightfully should have won, she won last her a safety from here. She, yeah. So the bottom is Samantha versus Drum Ariel Rick. Yeah. Um, and the lip sync. And I'm going to say this um, out outright. Yeah. It was it was fun, <laughs> but there's a certain style that Samantha does, which she I want to call. I want to call it desperate slash stupid. It's. It's stupid in a good way. Stupid like I'm laughing at her. I'm having <laughs> yes. fun, but it's not like a quality, quality yeah. lip sync performance. Do you she, know what I mean? She kind of goes for every joke in a very frenetic way. Yeah, um, and that's clearly her style. And I'll tell you what, the judges eat it up. I think this is her. I think this is her style of drag. Yeah, she, she, you know, she. She strikes me as the kind of girl who walks out at the beginning of the night looking like a million dollars, very glamorous. And by the end of the night, she is stripped off. She's removed every item of clothing. Her wig's gone. Her lashes, one lash is gone. One lash is struggling to stay on. It's doing yeah. a G-gun. She's got one <laughs> heel that's broken, but she's dragging it along yeah. with the other heel in her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, toilet paper um, hanging out from under the skirt. Yes, this is her performance. F- for me, it's messy. I think it's probably... Not but I love her. Yeah, <laughs> but I love, I love her. her. I love God, her. But I can't help but love her. I, I love her. I would love her to dial back the intensity of these performances just a tad. Ariel, however, um, I don't remember much of what she did in lip sync because because Samantha just drew the eye so much. I mean, this is the second time she's ended up without a wig. Yeah, I mean, Ariel was kind of she was seen a lot more controlled. She was very focused. She, she was, and the things the things I did see of Ariel, I liked. In all honesty, I'd give the win to Ariel because she kept the composure. I kind of agree with you. I yeah. kind of agree with you because I saw this from Samantha last week. Yeah, I'd like to see variety, and this is just manic. Yeah, it's beautiful manic, but it's a drag race lip sync for your life, and I I would give the win to Ariel Rick. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Let's have a see. Surprisingly, they, um, well, not surprisingly, actually, Samantha Ballantyne's just thing, and she's a character, she is well known, she's respected. I do love her. She does give life to the cast. She does. But definitely. I do think there's something that happens in Lip Stinks that, that she just needs to um, show just, us a bit of variety and show yeah, us a bit of um, control. Levels. 
Control. Yes. The word is control. <laughs> and we say bye to Ariel Rick. We Look, did. this was a great episode. This was such a good episode. One of the there best was, talent shows it, ever. Exactly. It's not the best. It, Probably is up yeah. there with the best mm-hmm. because that was consistent. We had girls who were safe who would very easily have been high or even winning in I the mean, talent shows. Judy, she did opera she live. Did, she did live opera and she looked stunning throughout. It was great. It was a great episode. Oh, goodness me. Such a good thing we're doing, España. España Queens, if you're listening, which I know you are, you guys are <laughs> smashing it, yeah. providing great TV. I, I'm loving the energy and the love, especially when they're performing do... and the judges are giving that love yeah. back. I just I love seeing that. España is just like a really wholesome series. Yeah. It's, it's such a great branch of the tree. So make sure that, that you tree. stick with us throughout the whole series, okay? Remember, we're doing España and we're doing season 14, which is... It's still going. It's it ain't stopping. It ain't losing We've traction. Probably only got two or three episodes. If we count the reunion, probably only got three episodes left of season. Well, 14. you know, we never know. We never know. We never but know. that's us for now. Thank they you very much. Thank you very cast. much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. Make sure to follow us on all our social medias. It is quiet on our Instagram at the moment, but um, I'll try get onto there and fix it. <laughs> um, and the Twitter. So this is Bolo and Dr. Tom. See you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>